0: Welcome to another episode of Simplified Ideas, I'm your host, Stephen Groskowski. Today's podcast episode will be quite different to normal, today I do not have a guest, and instead I've decided to take the reins. I will discuss the idea of how happiness is made out to be the correct pathway to living a successful life and how this should be viewed differently. I decided to take on this topic as I wanted to throw a spanner in the works, and instead of dismantling complex ideas and issues, I thought it would be very beneficial to provide some food for thought. This episode revolves around philosophy, which is a questioning of the basic fundamentals of life, ranging from existing to morality. With philosophy, there are no correct answers, but instead questions. So with that out of the way, let's begin. All throughout society, you can see everywhere that people are obsessed with the idea of being happy. see it in movies, commercials and social media. It is generally seen as the measurement of a successful life. We are completely consumed by the idea of trying to be happy with the false hope that it is something we can reach, let alone hold onto for an extended period of time. There are several ways people attempt to grasp onto happiness. One way is by trying to lift themselves above the rest through achieving status and wealth. This individual obsesses over collecting as many consumer goods as they can, like clothes and houses, Whilst also working to increase their social status through attaining higher paying jobs or even having brighter children, the other attempts to grasp onto happiness by following the sheep, doing as every other does and never questioning why something is done. This individual relies upon something more powerful than themselves to feel valuable and a part of something. In never questioning why, this individual increases their dependence on others and therefore attempts to relieve themselves of the responsibilities of life. Ernest Becker. A cultural anthropologist in the 1900s summarises this very well. Man earns his feeling of worth by following in the lines of authority and power. Each human slave nods to the next. Each earns his feeling of worth by doing the unquestioned good. One of the ironic things is, people spend their whole lives running on this treadmill that really isn't going anywhere. Once you begin heading towards a certain goal, commodity or event, with the intention that this thing will provide the pleasure to live a happy existence, it becomes quite easy to realise that it isn't what it's made out to be. Although, upon attaining this goal, commodity or event, it becomes quite apparent how quickly we were able to acclimatise and return to how we were feeling before, which is being unhappy or at least dissatisfied. I think an easily relatable example of this is the lead up to finishing high school or university. We are led by our family, friends and community to believe that once you're finished with your studies, you will hit a wall of bliss and become more content with life due to the newfound affordability for luxuries which are meant to provide happiness. Dostoevsky once wrote, The world says you have needs. Satisfy them. You have as much right as the rich and mighty. Don't hesitate to satisfy your needs and demand more. This is the worldly doctrine of today, and they believe this is freedom. The result for the rich is isolation and suicide, for the poor, envied murder. This falls within both categories discussed prior, the first being the one following the unquestioned goal and the second aiming towards a life of status and wealth. Following this quote, we might begin to ask ourselves, what is the point of trying? Is there an alternative to this never-ending pursuit for happiness? Or are we just attempting to grasp smoke with our bare hands? Now, there is no correct way to answer this, there are no rights and wrongs in philosophy. But to quote Slavov Zizek, The task of philosophy is not to provide answers, but to show the way we perceive a problem can itself be part of a problem. As individuals, once we realise that the maximisation of pleasure and the minimization of pain isn't a realistic approach to the pursuit of happiness, we can then begin to start seeing alternatives to this. As of currently what I feel is the correct alternative to striving towards the goal of happiness is to instead strive for a life of meaning. I say this for one main reason. It is inevitable that as humans we suffer, It is inevitable that as we as humans will experience a wide severity of suffering ranging from everyday annoyances to horrific disaster. Being the creatures we are, we tend to conveniently forget the fact that we are a single bad decision away from plunging into hell, from being told you are ill, losing a job or to a loved one being in a fatal car accident. We really never know what is around the corner. Life has no favourites and horrific events occur all the time. This brings forward the question of how to persevere and climb out of that ditch when something horrific does happen. Is it the happiness from purchasing a new piece of clothing or a brand new car that will provide the mental strength and resilience to do so? Of course not. Happiness is not the answer here, but meaning is. I am in the belief that there is one main reason as to how meaning provides better structure for life than happiness. This meaning involves avoiding passivity and complacency. These two elements are seeds which, if left unchecked, grow into trees which block the pathway towards discovering the strength to finding out the why of life and the purpose to our subjective existence. The reason for this is that passivity and complacency are precursors to a range of psychological problems as well as the breeding of unhappiness. It can be seen that extended periods of passivity and complacency do not draw upon our intellectual abilities. This, in turn, can cause depressive feelings to wash over. The idle mind is the devil's workshop. To quote Richard Taylor, most people are, in the ordinary sense, very limited. They pass their time, day after day, in idle, passive pursuits, just looking at things like games, television, whatever, or they fill their hours mostly talking about nothing of significance, of comings and goings, of who is doing what, of the weather, of things forgotten as almost as soon as they are mentioned. They have no aspirations for themselves beyond getting through another day doing more or less what they did yesterday. They walk across the stage of life, leaving everything about as it was the way they entered, achieving nothing, aspiring to nothing, having never a profound or even original thought. This is what is common, usual, typical, indeed normal. Relatively few rise above such a plodding existence. To avoid passivity and complacency, one must consistently set goals. However. Goals that allow a life of meaning to thrive and prosper consist of one that is ever-changing. It is important to understand how and why we set goals before we try and accomplish them. It is easy to think that the accomplishment of the goal is what cultivates meaning. However, it is what we derive from the struggle with the experiences along the journey. The construction of mental resilience through suffering is what really adds value to our goal. So it is important not to sacrifice oneself for the completion of the goal. Another element to add to the goal setting is the importance of realising that it is okay to abandon or change one's goal if it no longer contributes to the development of their character. To quote Hunter Thompson, When you were young, let us say that you wanted to be a fireman. I feel reasonably safe in you saying that you no longer want to be a fireman. Why? Because your perspective has changed. It's not the fireman who's changed, but you. Every man is a sum total of his reactions to experience. As your experiences differ and multiply, you become a different man, and hence your perspective changes. So we do not strive to be firemen. We do not strive to be bankers, nor policemen, nor doctors. We strive to be ourselves. Goal is absolutely secondary. It is the functioning towards the goal which is important. Knowing all of this and based from personal experience, I believe that choosing a meaningful life and deciding to consistently strive to avoid passivity and complacency makes it easier to carve out a pathway which allows us to touch upon moments of happiness more frequently rather than directly attempting to seek it out. Ultimately, the decision is up to the individual on what route to take. But either way, life produces suffering. But rather than attempting to avoid this suffering, it is better to voluntarily face and accept life for what it is, which is a crazy journey of uncertainty and excitement. One should always be thinking about the goals which will cultivate an environment for growth, It only takes a little bit of courage to begin and continue on this journey of meaningfulness. To finish, one last quote from Alfred Adler. Courage is not an ability one either possesses or lacks. Courage is a willingness to engage in risk-taking behaviour, regardless of whether the consequences are unknown or possibly adverse. We are capable of courageous behaviour provided we are willing to engage in it. As I conclude this episode, I just want to remind you all that this is just food for thought. There are no wrongs and rights with deciding how you want to live your life. Although, there are consequences to your actions and inaction. Choose carefully. Thank you all for making it to the end of the episode. I know this was a short one, but I felt since this is such a heavy topic, it wasn't able to be the normal length of time. If you learned something new and want your family and friends to hear it, please feel free to share and in the description below will be the Instagram and Twitter links to the podcast. Thank you once again.